All right, Phil, let's do it. Uh, can you, uh, oh, you say, fucking believe it? <laughs> I like that one. That was good. <laughs> uh, okay, so welcome to episode, uh, what, we got 44? Yay! Yay! Um, <laughs> We're most of the way through the 40s! Yay! I don't know. Well, sort of through the 40s, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> we're at 44. Um, we got uh, we got sort of, we don't really have much new stuff this week, I guess. Um, Not super new. Well, yeah, I mean, the I think the one theater movie that we have is mine, which is a fucking amazing. Yes, it's like the first time in uh, a long time. Forever, yeah. Um, so you want to just start off with the bang with that one? Go ahead, yeah. All right. So my movie that I have from the theaters is Transformers 3 um, Robots Go Bang or something. What was it? The Dark Side, the dark side of, the of the Moon. Or no, the dark, dark of the Moon. The Dark of the Moon. Jeez, it's, 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 Stupid titles. titles make no I mean, a little bit of sense, but not... Not really. They don't need to be there. It could just be Transformers 3. Yes. People would get it. Yes. Okay. So, um, went to see it in 3D. Only the this... Michael Bayness of it? Yes. I was... Drenched in Michael Bayness. That is one thing I've heard positive about. One thing I've heard positive about the movie is that it it is like the first movie since Avatar to use 3D well. I thought actually, and and it, it, keep in mind the sample section that I have is yes. not very big because I've seen exactly two movies in 3D. Right. But um, I thought the 3D was used really well. Actually, oh. I thought it was done really well, and uh, I tend to think that 3D. Can probably for most movies be used just sort of badly and tacked on and like oh there's two scenes in the movie that have anything or whatever. Right. But I thought actually the whole movie was very um, yeah it used it very well without being overwhelming. Right. Which I thought was the way to do it. Yeah, I mean that's how Avatar did it was it was there to enhance the scene, not to have something poking out at you. Right. Yeah. No, I thought that part was actually really, really good. I thought it was, the movie itself was a little bit, I, I was a little surprised by it, being that it was, um, it was Shia LaBeouf's character. Mr. LaBeef, yes. The Beef. Um, he was very just, because in the first two movies, he was sort of this manic, sort of nerdy, sort yes. of, you know. Annoying. You know, yes. Whatever. But in this one, he was more or less just pissed off the whole time. He was like this little dick. Yeah. And it was like, why keep him, like, why, why would anybody want to keep this kid around? Just, I mean, I could sort of see the annoying part because he's freaked out and it's Transformers and they're aliens. and yeah. But um, in this movie, he was just a dick. Yeah. And he's got this new girlfriend. Did they uh, explain Megan Fox's absence? Uh, no. Ex well, except to say that Oh, she dumped me. Uh, I had to move on with my life. Yeah, that was that. Literally, that was the explanation. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you know, hey, it happens, as <laughs> I know. But um, he was. It was. It seemed a little. Uh, I'm trying to think of the best word to use for it. It was not necessarily darker, but it was a little more cynical, I think, than the other two. How so? Well, it was not. It they. A lot of people complained about some of the weird humor in the second one, uh -huh. the, like fart jokes and, and the mom, uh, you know, getting high and whatever, you know? Right. Um, and I think he, that they really listened to that and said, oh, well, we can't have any of that kind of thing in it. And they were, the jokes 
were very, very few and far between, which in the first two, I think they tried to put him in there to keep it kind of light or whatever. This yeah. one was a little oh. more heavy, uh, not in the sense of, uh, you know, it was just, it was a little more, there was, there was, a, it was a lot less lighthearted in ways. And also, I mean, I'm saying that like the Transformers, I mean, they're big summer movies, whatever. You got to throw a fart joke in there every once in a while. <laughs> you know, just whatever. I don't know that that's true, but okay. But you know what I'm talking about, though, I right? Does that make I sense? Suppose. Okay, so it was a little more grim, I guess you could say. Okay. And in this one, actually, too, uh, the uh, they showed, and this is a weird little detail, but it kind of illustrates my point. Mm. They showed people, the human beings, getting uh, vaporized by the bad Transformers. Mm -hmm. And in the in the first two, I mean, obviously, you could infer it. The cars are blowing up, and they, you know... Ships are sinking and whatever. Right. But they never actually showed it. Like, people running down the street getting literally vaporized uh -huh. by Transformers. And in this one, they did. Uh-huh. And uh, I just think it was a little more grim than the other ones. And, uh, I, I mean... I'd like it. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, I, was, I thought about that after I saw it. I went, you know, Phil probably liked this one maybe even the best out of the three. Yeah. And, uh... That wouldn't be a hard distinction to make. Right. Well, you know... <laughs> Leonard Nimoy does a voice in it. Um, and I will say this, I don't, and I, this is also a very random little thought, but his voice as the Transformer, um, uh, sounded, it all, it's almost like they cleaned up his dialogue somehow, or they, they told him specifically, you have to enunciate better than you have in your life, like say in Star Trek, mm -hmm. in Star Trek, he was a little mush mouthed. Sure. But in this one, he wasn't. Well, I mean, good lord, the guy's like 85 years old. I'm not, I, no, I'm not saying, damn it, Nimoy, get your shit together, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, having seen him in the last few seasons of Fringe, it's like, oh, oh. Right. But old just a, duh, a couple <laughs> old duh. Um, but just to give sort of a rundown of the plot, uh, just, you know, for informational sake, uh, there's Transformers, and they shoot at each other, and yeah. Shia LaBeouf somehow saves the day. Yes, and the normal people appear, John but, Turturro, Josh yeah, Duhamel. Actually, I like John Turturro much better in this one than I did in the uh, in the previous one. He was always so neurotic in the other two. Well, he still is, yeah. but he's actually a lot... He's the one, he's the one part of the movie that actually... Uh, I thought was like funnier and or more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. He's actually, he's great in this one. I mean, because he, he knows what he's doing. And I think he always has in these movies. Yeah. But he's, in this movie, he's actually really funny um, in certain parts of it. And like Mary McDormand, Mary McDormand, no. Frances McDormand. Yes. She's in it. And I actually didn't know she was in it. She's in the trailer. Uh, well, maybe I blocked that out of my line or something. <laughs> but she, she's very, you know, stern and, uh, yes. you know, she's the white Angela Bassett. Indeed. <laughs> Transformers 3. I get that reference. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. Huh? <laughs> but no, uh, the girlfriend, the new girlfriend. Yeah. Sweaty and Sweaty tanned. and dirty and tan. Yeah. Um, I actually, I will say that despite everything you might think or whatever, I actually, for whatever reason, like Megan Fox a little better. Uh -huh. This girl seems much more generic. At least Megan Fox sort of wasn't just... Like you mentioned earlier, Blonde Girl number three yeah. from the factory. That was before we began yeah, our yeah. podcast. But 
overall, I think I liked it. I, I liked it, and I thought that, again, I thought the 3D was really good. Mm-hmm. And I think that even if you watch it in 3D, like, say, or in 2D, if you watched it on your TV, you wouldn't be like, oh, well, there's 3D. Oh, there's 3D. Right. You know, that, and I thought, and I thought that was good because you, ha- you can't just destroy the whole video market right off the bat. <laughs> and plus, a lot of people don't seem to want to watch movies in 3D anyway. No, no, they're dying. So. I think that's a good thing. I, I mean, it was per- always going to be a bad. Oh, sure, yeah. But I just, I don't see how you have to have every stupid movie that comes out in 3D. You know? Yeah. Oh, good. Did you notice? Uh, on the commercial, Spy Kids, the new Spy Kids, is in 4D, and the extra D is free. Hey, a deal, buddy. You know what the fourth dimension is? I mean, that you know what that implies to me? It implies to me that it's going to just take up an inordinate amount of my time. The <laughs> yeah. fourth dimension is time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fourth dimension, the dimension that you spend, or you waste... Watching this movie exactly. is going to be, uh, you know. <laughs> but no, I think that 3D is on its way out, kind of. I think there will uh, there will be movies, big movies like blockbuster movies like Transformers that are going to be 3D. Yeah. But I also think that they're going to stop making everything 3D. I think, I think Hollywood, as it usually does, went crazy for it because they like the fact that they can charge a few dollars more for the same ticket. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I think hopefully it'll go back to the way 3D's been for the past few years, where it only shows up every now and again on a Robert Zemeckis movie or whatever. Right. Well, I, and again, I think that 3D is actually, I like 3D uh, if it's done well. Yeah. Which seems to be a little hard to do. Yeah, I think so. So, oh, one other thing, just the last thing about Transformers. Uh, I will say this. Michael Bay, calm down. Yeah. He, well, I, it was like a specific thing. I remember reading him saying, you know, like, people thought the last one sucked so bad, so we're going to kind of take it in a new direction. Well, I don't and, know. If, and hopefully yeah. make it better. Well, it wasn't, I don't know if it was necessarily a new direction. It was almost like he just dialed himself back a couple notches. That's a big directional shift for me. <laughs> well. I mean, yeah. that, that's, that was always my big complaint about the first one and the second one, is that the action sequences were unintelligible. Yeah. It was like a flash of yellow. Oh, well, I guess that's Bumblebee. Oh, I mean, yeah. A flash of blue. Oh, maybe that's Optimus Prime. Oh, you know, whatever. Yeah, I know. I think they tried to also differentiate a little bit more between the Transformers they did in the other ones. Yeah. Because it wasn't just these two gray, like, wobbling masses pounding on each other. You're <laughs> yeah. like, which one am I rooting for again? <laughs> um, was that a bad thing that that guy lost? I know. Okay, that, mon- or that robot died. Was that good or bad? You know? <laughs> Okay, listening to the music, am I supposed to be sad or not? Right, yeah. But I will say that I disliked Shia LaBeouf in this movie immensely more than I did in the other two. He's just a complete dick. He's always angry and screaming and resentful and pissy. and It's like, really? You took him from sort of this nerdy kid to this really angry jerk. I don't know why they decided to go that way, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So Transformers, I would actually say it... It was worth watching. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's, you know, my favorite movie of the year, <laughs> which actually I think my favorite movie of the year is going to come out on Friday. Okay. Which is? Cowboys oh, and Aliens. <laughs> Stay tuned, listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm hoping that the one that came out this Friday was excellent. I still haven't I really want to see it. 
I do. Okay. <laughs> no, I did. I do. It'll be it'll be hard for me because I I really did like Thor. Yeah. Um, but I I'm rooting for this one. I I love Joe Johnston and Chris Evans. I I read I. I read a review of it that said it was actually. I read a re- review in the post that was said it was very complimentary toward it. It mm-hmm. said it was very good, yeah. and it had a lot of plates to keep spinning, kind of. Yeah, and it managed to do it. So there it's you go, Joe Johnston for you. I read. Oh, speaking of reviews, before we move on to the next one, this will just take a minute. Um, I read a really good review for uh, Friends of the Benefits. Yeah, it was like three and a half out of four stars. Uh-huh. Wow. I mean that it's gotten pretty good reviews. It's being pretty fresh. I liked. I love. I really liked the trailer. I won't say I loved it. I liked the trailer. Yeah. I thought it looked. I thought it looked good. I would like to see it. For, um, for you in a romantic comedy, that's saying something. I know. I mean, <laughs> come on. But uh, I think it, one thing that came to mind is <laughs> that okay. So you know, Hollywood constantly is doing these. Uh, two studios are going to release the movie about the same thing. Uh-huh. It's like, where have we gotten to now? Okay, there was the summer of the volcanoes. There was the summer of the asteroids. Then now we're in the summer of friends boning each other? Well, the other one came out in January. Was it that long ago? Yeah. I thought it was like May, but but still, I mean. But yes, (laughs) this one I think was a little bit delayed to try and differentiate. Well, supposedly it's pretty good. I, yeah. I would like to see it. And if I do end up seeing it, well, you'll hear about it, loyal listeners. <laughs> Someday at some point in time. Yes, exactly. Like it took <laughs> us only 20 years to get around a clue. <laughs> well, of course, they didn't have personal computers. Or, well, they did, but they were very expensive. And they certainly didn't have GarageBand. Yes, thank you for garage band. <laughs> because that makes everything possible. Indeed. <laughs> right. You would have had to like... You know, go all uh, pump up the volume to the exactly to drive around in a jeep with a microphone, exactly. running from the FCC, playing some Leonard Cohen music. We'd be like, hey, Phil, what'd you think of that movie? <laughs> oh, duck shit! Everybody knows that today's the <laughs> Oh, we're coming to a bump. Hang on. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Okay. So it's your turn. And scene. And scene. <laughs> Um, I, I, I watched last night, actually, a movie called Frozen, and I don't know if it's, it's kind of, I guess, cultish. It, it I've heard of it. I've never seen know, it. It's, uh, I don't know who the girl is. I cannot recall. Um, but the guy was, uh, Kevin Zegers and Sean Ashmore. From so, which one was he? Uh, There's so many X-Men, I can't I keep them straight. Guy. Oh, Ice Man. Whatever. <laughs> the, the like, I fucking know. Cold Boy. He came, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a fucking Ice Ball came out of his hand. I don't fucking care. That'd um, be a better name, Ice Ball. <laughs> hey, Ice Ball. Hey, shut up. Oh, okay. If only it was Italian. Hey, you freaking Ice Ball. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, so, essentially, this is, this is one of those movies where, essentially, somebody went skiing and went, Oh, shit. What would it be like if that actually happened? Yeah. So these guys, you know, they're, they're, they're up for a ski weekend and, um, you know, they don't get a lot in because the girlfriend's like just learning how to ski and the, the, the guy's other friend is pissed because they haven't skied. So they go up late at night for their last run. Right. And, you know, 
chaos ensues at the bottom, you know, somebody's got to piss and then another person has to go and then like the third person just stops the ride and uh, and leave them stuck on the chairlift. Oh, so it gets shut off for the night. Yeah. And they're still on it. Right. Okay, gotcha. Well, and I don't know, I don't know much about New England uh, <laughs> ski resorts, but for some reason, they're... It's it's Sunday night and it won't open again until Friday. Whoa! And I'm like, really? Most ski resorts here are open seven days every, every day. Yeah, it snows there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you can't come and pay us money to <laughs> ski. Fuck exactly. you. Um. So yeah. So they're going to be there for five days if they don't do something about it. Um. And I'm assuming they're way the hell up in the air. Otherwise, they just jump off. Right. They're a couple hundred feet. Okay. Um. So yeah. Eh, maybe 10 stories, so 100 feet. Wow. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they're a long way up, and uh, it's getting cold. and uh, As it's wont to do at ski resorts. Yes. And uh, so machinations ensue. Um, one of them jumps off and uh, breaks his legs. Both of them, even. Yes. Oh, jeez. And, uh, you know, and it's all pretty because there's, you know, giant... It's all pretty. Because there's giant bones sticking out of his, <laughs> his legs and stuff, and he just screams. Oh, you like to see that. And, uh, you know, then the, the, the movie just heads downhill fast. Oh, didn't... <laughs> Not intentional, like <laughs> yeah. that. Um, because although I don't think there are recorded sightings of wolves in New England for about a hundred years, and I could be wrong, maybe you people in Boston, you let me know. Um, maybe Maine. But, uh, yeah, wolves show up and eat him. Ooh. Yes. Spoiler alert. Too late. <laughs> well, I haven't said who it was. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then it, it goes on, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. The wolves stick around, and I'm like, this is supposed to be a movie about freezing on this stupid thing. Why are there wolves in this movie? Like, it's really stupid, and it gets annoying. You're like, fuck these wolves. Like, there are no wolves. <laughs> Where's it? Do you remember where this is supposed to be? It's supposed to be in New England. Somewhere. They don't specify? No. Oh, okay. But it's not out here, because the well, elevation's sure. like 5,000 feet. So Pussies. <laughs> <laughs> How about so, 14,000 feet yeah, for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, we just lost all our East Coast listeners. Oh. All, uh, none of them that I know yeah, of. <laughs> exactly. um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, eh, it just... And then it gets really arbitrary um, about who gets eaten by the wolves. And uh, so, essentially, a movie called Frozen ends up being more like Eaten by Wolves. <laughs> so they never get frozen. <laughs> what a ripoff. <laughs> you know, they get a little frostbite. That's about it. They get sort of chilly. <laughs> and then they're, you know, bloody spared by the ferocious beasts of the wilderness. I couldn't, I, you know, I mean, for the most part, there's some good stuff. You know, they like there's one affecting scene where the girl talks about, you know, her, her new puppy and how it'll never know she died and blah, blah, blah. And it's just going to starve to death. Oh, so the puppy's going to starve to death. Right, and because you know. she, she's dying on this chair. Right. You know, probably a little... <laughs> get a little eye. dusty in the room. Exactly. But, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, the performances are okay, you know. and uh, But for the most part, you just start going, 
Fuck these wolves. <laughs> so I'm, I'm taking it from your review here that you're not a big fan of the wolves. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so no to those... Frozen 2. Leave out the wolves. <laughs> it's just one of those things where, like, you didn't need that element. Yeah. Like, I can see why they'd want to, but... Well, it's kind of a cop-out, don't you think? Well, yeah, because, I mean, if, if he broke his legs and whatever, have him sit there in shock and lose all his blood and die quicker of, of, of the cold, but... Because that's what this movie's supposed to be about. Right. Well, but then you have the whole tension of, oh, should we go down there and try and, uh, to, you know, fix him up a little? Exactly. Or or do we just stay up here and let him die or whatever? It, but the wolves, it, like it I said, deletes, it's a cop-out. It deletes the human drama and adds this wilderness element that's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, I can see that. I, I can see how that would be disappointing in yeah. that particular scenario. But it, it's, it's another in this strange trend of movies where you essentially just sit and watch people do nothing. You know, <laughs> right. like, like open like, water. Open water is the one I was thinking of, yeah. So, so it's I, like open water on a ski lift. Exactly. Okay. With wolves. With wolves. Instead that of sharks. Suck. Fuck you, wolves. <laughs> I'm pretty so, sure we don't, we're not going to lose our wolf demographic. Probably <laughs> a safe demographic that we're not going to lose because we don't have them. And it would be ironic if I came home and I saw a wolf sitting on my porch. <laughs> I am very upset about your Sir? I resent the fact that the wolf population has been disparaged in your podcast. <laughs> we are suing you, sir. Um, <laughs> no, was that civilized? Clearly not. Um, so, my verdict on Frozen is that it's half-baked. Mm. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, like, if you want to watch it for the 15 or 20 minutes that are pretty decent, do so. The other the, 45 are not. Yeah. Well, it was probably one of those ones that was, like, shot on this super low budget, and it was, like... Probably. I mean, yeah. it, they actually shot it on a mountain that's not, like, some stage or Well, whatever. no, I know. But, but, but uh, yeah, it can't have cost much. Okay. Um, and then, on a theme, I'll talk about the other one, uh, and soon the darkness. Okay. Um, so, this one stars some unknown girls... <laughs> One of Odette Eustman is uh, was in The Unborn. And Not sure I saw that one. And, well, it's a horror movie with uh, Gary Oldman where she's infected with some strange Jewish ghost. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm going <laughs> to watch it now. <laughs> the Unborn. It's That one is actually okay until you get to the end and the strange Jewish ghost has a very goofy name. Um, <laughs> okay. But, uh, Infected with the Jewish ghost. Indeed. All right. And I can't remember the other girl, and Carl Urban is in it. So the essential plot line of this um, is, let's see, what do we want to say? I had it last night. It was like Hostel meets Taken, kind of, maybe? Maybe, uh-huh. there's, a, maybe there's a better one. But it's kind of, it's very similar to Taken uh-huh. in the last half. Right. Um, so these girls are on a bike trip to Argentina. They they kind of wander off from their group to do some more fun things, and huh. um, and end up in this small town that uh, may have a serial killer in it. And nobody wants to talk to them because they're more girls, and they're like, "Oh, you're going to get kidnapped," but nobody's going to tell them that. You know, they, okay. Let me just let me just interrupt here for a second. Okay. Okay. This town may or may not have a serial killer in it. Yes. Now. If it does, don't you think that the people in the town would be like, get the fuck out? If you'll see the movie, you'll know why they would be reticent. Okay. Okay. 
continues up. Indeed. Um, so, uh, you know, the girls have a little spat. One of them leaves the other, and, and one of them gets kidnapped. Um, and then Carl Urban shows up and kind of like, oh, let me help you. And she's like, I don't know who you are. And, you know, it's like, oh. She goes to the cops. They won't do anything. Yada, yada, yada. Argentinian scenery ensues. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, the, the mystery is solved. And, uh, well, thank God. Indeed. But uh, it's one of those movies. Oh, that's what it was. It was Wolf Creek meets Taken. Do you remember Wolf, Wolf Creek? Creek? I think, uh, refresh my memory here. Australian serial. You know, it, it, it's kind of marries the, the cinematic sensibilities of Wolf Creek where you're looking at, you know, it's these two girls trapped by a serial killer out in the Australian outback. Oh, right, right, right. Um, okay, yep, I remember this. With gotcha. the storyline of Taken. Gotcha, okay. So, you know, it, I don't know, Carl Urban never was going to go anywhere, but you kind of feel bad for him that he's fallen this low. Was it, isn't he going to be in some, like, reboot or remake or something of some fairly big movie? Well, that's really clear. <laughs> and you know, that really, one. Like, he's going to be in something somewhere that was something else. It, I mean, come on, Phil. <laughs> no, I swear. Okay, anyway, never mind. Go Who ahead. knows? I guess maybe he wanders back and forth. You know, well, he was in Doom. In red, and then and soon the darkness. And he was in Doom with the Rock. Indeed, and for some somehow he became the hero of Doom. <laughs> um, Sorry, and for some Doom. reason, I own Doom. But I, oh, I, that's I, right, you do. <laughs> I, that's another story. <laughs> um, wait, we'll edit that part out. <laughs> Um, but and soon the darkness is based on some British British movie, um, so where the girls are in France, uh, and maybe that would make a little more sense. You you would hope that a couple of American girls in Argentina would be a little smarter, but the other thing it, you also have to like you're you're thinking there, like what I'm all I kept thinking throughout the entire movie and Disembodio was the same was that, um. Was that I, I, all I could think of was Natalie Holloway? I'm like, come on. Yeah, right. You never, you do not kidnap Americans because the, you know, the pretty mom is going to be down there going, give me back my baby. And you're going to be swarmed by CNN. You know, Matt Lauer is yeah. there. You know, today on today, I'm in Argentina. You know, Anderson Cooper is going to be down there. About to speak to the president about this situation with, you know, so and so. Right, yeah. That, that would not do well. Right. You don't exactly. fuck with Americans. Well, not pretty young co-eds or whatever, you know. Yeah, Um, which is kind of stupid because if I went down to Argentina and got kidnapped, people would be like, who? Yeah. Like, I mean, you know. You're not a blonde girl. (laughs) Exactly. They'd be like, oh, uh, uh, you know, Mrs. Gerald, your your son got kidnapped. And? (laughs) Which one? Yeah. (laughs) The good one or the not so good one? (laughs) Actually, we're both not so good. Okay. Ah. Anyway. Um, so, in Soon the Darkness, it has its positive points, and at least by the end, it's not one of those movies where the girls are doing things that are really stupid. Yeah. You know, like, right. sometimes you see these movies, that, like Wolf Creek, where the girls are just, like, patting the guy on the head with the butt of the gun, and you're like, honey, what the fuck are you I doing? Know. It, it, it goes back to the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. Exactly. But Stop but, it! But at least they, they kind of mean it in this movie, and that, that's kind of worthwhile. Well, it's not like it's, totally reprehensible, stupid behavior. Well, you know what's funny is that it's it's kind of sad to say that 
it's it's refreshing to see a movie where the the girls because in horror movies it's always the girls that right. are at the end uh, don't do something completely retarded. Yeah, it's like who would actually do something like that in most movies, right? Yeah, and it's sad to say that it's refreshing to see that you go <laughs> now that actually makes a little bit of sense. Uh-huh. Like somebody might actually do that, right? <laughs> Um, and you know what? The best example of that is a movie I think most people have forgotten is Red Eye. That's the one like kind of horror thriller where the char- where the central character makes the right and the smart decision all the way through. Red Eye. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, this whole week of movies is, and, and, and even these references, I'm just you're losing me here. Really, Red Eye. With uh, Killian Murphy and um, like Rachel McAdams, directed by Wes Craven. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I didn't actually see it though. Oh, so it's pretty good. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> it's very short though, because without dumb things happening, <laughs> it's you like tend a to resolve minute. it pretty quick. It's like a 15 minute movie. It is. Kill- like, it's like an hour and 20 minutes. The killer breaks in, they shoot him in the head, and then they call the police. <laughs> There you go. Done and done. <laughs> um, exactly. So my answer in the darkness, my verdict is middling. Middling. Better right. than some, worse than others. Yeah. In that genre. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> an odd little affectation. <laughs> it's funnier if you can see it, too. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only you could take a picture of that. Yeah, exactly. Um... um <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, moving on. <clears throat> yes. Let's do that. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Indeed. Here's what I would. Here's my idea for this particular podcast, Phil. And I wish I would have discussed this with you beforehand, but I did not. I'm gonna save my cheesy uh, uh, superhero kick till the end. Okay. Is that cool? Like, that's or the fine. second half after the smoke break? Yes, that's fine. Okay. So uh, I've got a few ones I don't need to spend a lot of time in. Uh, I saw When in Rome with yes. uh, It actually has a pretty decent cast, except for the leads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Spit take. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I love doing that to you. I know you I, do I, it to me. I, it. I know you When I see the, the glass pick up, I'm like, okay, here it comes. Yep. Um, but no, so Kristen Bell, who's pretty innocuous. That's who I was talking about earlier. She was... Right. Blonde girl number four. Right. Um, and Josh uh, Duhamel. I think it's pronounced Dumel. Whatever. Um, there's well, a, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I think <laughs> where he comes from, it's almost certainly Duhamel. <laughs> Which is where? He's from North Dakota. Oh, North Dakota, eh? Indeed. That Beauty, eh? Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, so, and uh, who else? It was uh, the guy from Arrested Development. What's his name? Uh, Job. I've never watched oh, Arrested Development. Jason Bateman? Uh, no, anyway. Will Arnett? Yes, thank you. Hey, I just pulled that out because I knew who was in the show. You need to watch that. I okay. I, I will. Sorry. Okay, that's okay. okay. Next, by next time, you need to have watched all three seasons. Mike. Holy crow, okay. Um, and So Will Arnett... Uh, Dak Shepard, which isn't a benefit, but uh, I, I think he's funny, movie. actually. Yeah, it's all right. Or he can be funny. Um, <laughs> um, the 
Who's the guy from the movie made in Idaho with the Pedro, vote for Pedro? Napoleon. The Napoleon Dynamite. So what's the guy's name? Oh, uh, the blonde guy. Yes. Napoleon. Oh, okay, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, he's so, in it. Okay. Uh, and uh, Danny DeVito and Angelica Houston. Ooh, there you go. So, uh, Classing it up a little there. Indeed. Most of the movie is pretty darn unfunny and unromantic. Um, <laughs> well, shit, it's mistitled as a romantic comedy then. <laughs> and, I mean, it's all right as far as, as romantic comedies go. It's pretty bland as far as romantic comedies go. Um, but there is one scene that's like two minutes of, of screen time mm-hmm. that I'd say is almost worth the price of admission. Really? Like, he takes her on this date to one of those blackout restaurants um, you know yeah. where, where it, like it, the the servers wear night goggles and you just sit there in black. Like, <laughs> really? Light. I've yeah. never heard of this. Really? It's, yeah. a, it's a thing. Um, to okay. in, increase your senses of the food. Okay. You know, because you're you're missing the other sense. Gotcha. Sight. No, I get the idea. Um, like, wow, okay. But the waitress <laughs> at the blackout restaurant is extremely... Creepy. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, that scene it's is like the silence of the lambs. <laughs> it's like, you know, like there's one part where, you know, she's encouraging them to sit down and she's trying to get them seated and, and she's like, sniffs Josh. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> He's like, what the, what's going on? Because they can't see. Right. Anything. It's pretty funny. I, uh, I would recommend it almost just for that. Really? Yes. Huh. Well, I wonder, <laughs> you know, not that I would encourage this, but I wonder if you could look up that scene on YouTube or something. Well, I, mean, I actually, I think it is available to watch now on Netflix. So, you know, just go about 45 just minutes. And fast forward. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're like, it doesn't even matter what this is about. This scene's funny. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, it's a, it's a purely run of the mill romantic comedy. Yeah. Um, you know, the problem, and let me just sort of interrupt you for sure. just one second. Uh, the problem with romantic comedies is I think that, honestly, I have seen some that I thought were pretty good. Yeah. And the stereotype of Amos on this podcast <laughs> is that I don't like romantic comedies, which is true because most of them <laughs> – <they, laughs> there's a reason they're stereotyped, Phil. But the reason that, that uh, I don't like them is because for the most part, they're crap. They're not – Comic or romantic. Well, uh, they're totally dependent on the chemistry of the leads and a little bit of snappy writing. If you don't have those two things, then you're going to have a bad romantic Sure. Comedy. Well, and see, the thing like is... IQ. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, wow, you're going back in the archives there. Well, it's like 94, man. All right, I know, I'm just... I'm just dealing with the I'm just dealing with the Anyway, um, I think that the problem is, is that... Uh, they sort of, the writers and or producers and studios and all that stuff, they go, oh, we'll just, we'll just stamp out this romantic comedy and we'll throw in, um, let's say, whatever, Kate Hudson. Yeah. And then women will be like, ooh, it's romantic. But women are, you know, I mean, that's assuming that women are stupid, which they're not. Well, so, they still go see Kate Hudson movies. But, well, <laughs> ah! ooh, hey, kazing. Uh, but no, I'm just saying that, like, I've actually seen some romantic comedies that were good. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah, just too bad. They exist. I don't have but a problem it, with the genre per se, but the problem I have is that most of them suck. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of them can be insultingly bad, and some of them, I mean, there is, a, 
as with a lot of movies, there is kind of your boilerplate sure. romantic comedy where you just attach two, you know, rather attractive stars and, and a, you know, oh, she's pregnant and make right. a romantic or, comedy. <laughs> the you know, other joke, I, I think... Oh, she's a reporter, you yeah, know, or, a, a yeah. wedding planner. Yeah, yeah. Well, and one thing, too, <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, you're definitely right. And the, the other thing, too, is that I, um, I heard somebody say one time, so this is not me saying this, um, because I don't want to take credit for it because it's really funny and I'm not very funny. But um, That's for sure. Uh, they said that um, basically most of the behavior by guys uh-huh. in romantic comedies yeah. would be considered in the real world something they could get arrested for, like, for stalking. True. You know, you show up on somebody's uh, balcony in the middle of the night with a uh, mixtape or something, you'll be arrested. Yeah. You know. Or you shut down the Brooklyn Bridge uh, <laughs> and ride your stolen motorcycle to go tell her how much you care about her. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not romantic. That's just crazy. <laughs> that's just something a lunatic does. Pretty much. Yeah. So anyway, okay. That was my little rant. <laughs> um, what was I going to... I was going to talk about machete. Ooh, machete. And uh, you talked about it uh, previously, but I wanted to give my interpretation of it. I like to do that. I actually... That's one of the things I've, as the podcast has sort of evolved, I like that. When, like, one of us has seen it and talked about it, and then the other person sees it, to have the reaction to it, I like that. It's good. We'll call it a segment. I don't know what we'll call it. Besides a segment. The alternative reaction? <laughs> yeah, we'll have, I'll make up a little jingle for it. <laughs> it's Phil's take on a movie Amos already saw. And then we can do it the other way, too. Yeah. It's Amos's take on a movie Phil already saw. There you go. There we go. Um, done and done. So machete. Uh, personally, I you know, I know it's a modern take on a grindhouse movie. Grindhouse movie ha- rarely had. It seems to me, from the amount of them that I've seen, rarely had such obvious political connotation. Well, I mean, some of the black exploitation ones did. They definitely did, but the uh, the more the, like the horror or and or action ones, right. not as much. Right. But the black exploitation ones definitely did. Yeah, they were. You know, it was always you know get the drugs out of the you know whatever, no gangs, blah blah blah. The man is keeping us down. Exactly. Yeah. So, but this one had like was it was to me it seemed like all political message. Sure. Like well, there wasn't in a lot in it besides political message, and it, yeah, it got. Overly stupid. <laughs> like, you know, the, nearly the movie is, is stupid, but it, like, went a long way past stupid into some strange territory. Some stupid, ultra-stupid exactly. universe. Um, but, you know, there were things in that I liked. I liked, you know, Don Johnson was pretty good. Really confused by the introducing crowd. I couldn't figure that out either. Um, I, I really, that, I was like, You huh? know, speaking of which... Don Johnson was also in One in Rome. I was like, okay. The Don Johnson Renaissance. Um, Don Johnson is reinventing himself. Did he lose money to Madoff? What's going on here? Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I was surprised that they could get the cast they got in the movie. I was a little surprised Robert De Niro. Yeah, exactly. See, especially since he played such a weirdo asshole. Just I know. You don't expect Robert De Niro to have a Texan accent. <laughs> but, well, among other things. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Jeff Fahey, what, what can you say? Uh, Love me some Jeff Fahey. Indeed. And uh, 
What's it? Which one was it? Was it Alba mm-hmm. in that movie? That Jessica Alba as opposed to Jessica Biel? Yes. Yes, it was Alba. Okay. I can't, re- I rarely can tell the difference between <laughs> the two. Um, I, you, well, hey, you got to see Jessica Alba in the shower. Did you? Well, I, I did. <laughs> Maybe I, I made that up. I, no, I, yes, there was a scene where Jessica Alba was in the shower. But I will say this, I'd have rather seen Jessica Biel in the shower because I think <laughs> that Jessica Biel is better looking than Jessica Alba. There you go. And, you know, Rodriguez has been has been trying... Isn't Trejo, like, his cousin? No. He, I, I think they met I think somewhere... They, I thought they were actually related. M- maybe. I didn't think so, but they might... I guess it's possible. I mean, I thought, all them damn I, Mexicans I, related to each other in a way. Thank you, Robert well, De Niro. No, we so. just had Robert De Niro on the podcast. Did you didn't hear that? sound like him. <laughs> well, he was doing an accent. You know, he hits or misses. Oh, okay. Whatever. I'm all over the place. Go ahead. Indeed, you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so, you know, for me, I was like, eh, whatever. I, you know, some of it was kind of fun, and some of it was just a little bizarre. Well, I think that's kind of, in a way, that's sort of the point, I guess. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's supposed to be over the top. Yeah. You know? It wasn't as fun as, say, uh, Planet Terror. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I, I kind of had the same impression. It wasn't as fun. And I think that the, the political stuff, I mean, I understand that the story was sort of structured around that, so yeah. you had to have it there for the story to even exist. But I think that it got, like what you said, is it got a little bit bogged down in the, all the political machinations and yeah. non-hilarity, because politics are very rarely hilarious. <laughs> it is a rare thing. But, you know, I mean, I, I think that it sounds to me just, and in, maybe just correct me if I'm wrong, I liked it a little bit more than you did. I think you did. I didn't. I didn't dislike it, but uh, it had many of the kind of overwrought tendencies that, like, uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico had. Sure. Yeah. Where it's just it just goes a little too far out. There. Yeah. And and like there are too many plot lines, and it just you're yeah. Like, oh, who I are actually, those guys? I know. Like, who is that? Whatever. Like the yeah. two kids or whatever you. I, come I in was and like, like well, was I supposed to notice them in some other scene? Like, who the yeah. hell are these guys? One of the kids was the spy kid. Was he? The redhead kid uh-huh. that looks white but is actually Mexican. Uh-huh. Hey, it all comes together. To trick people. us. I know. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> I did want to mention real quickly, I saw Whatever Works. Okay. Woody Allen picture. With, oh, right, right, right. Uh, Larry David. Right, right. Um, and I'll say that it's probably my favorite Woody Allen picture since um, Deconstructing Harry. Wow. Pretty good, uh, fairly high uh, praise. I, I I think it's it's really worth a watch, you know. And I, I've tried I've I've tried to convince a couple friends to do it. They're like, I don't like Woody Allen. I'm like, he's not in it. Well, it's weird though because you wouldn't think that Woody Allen and Larry David's sort of sensibilities would mix as well as I've heard that they do. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's good. You know, yeah. it it is most certainly good, and Larry David is most certainly funny. I think Larry David's really funny. Yeah. So, George. He is real George. Life George. He custom. is George, yeah. yeah. Um, I heard a theory one time. Somebody asked, uh, like it was on a radio or something like that, this really big fan of Seinfeld said, does it hurt Seinfeld watching the reruns knowing that it's basically Larry David and it's not really George Costanza because people always associated George Costanza with, uh, you know, uh, Jason Robert or Jason Alexander. Alexander. Jason Robard, I don't know that. <laughs> um, yeah, that was him. Anyway, 
they go, does it hurt? Does it hurt your viewing uh, pleasure or uh, enjoyment knowing that he's basically just playing Larry David? Yeah, and I don't think he does, but I, most people wouldn't know that much about the show. So yeah. Un- anyway. Or un- until Curb Your Enthusiasm came out, wouldn't know that much about Larry David. You know? Sure. If they yeah. hadn't watched E.T. Right, to yeah, hear yeah. the story or whatever. Okay, so getting back to the Woody Allen picture. Um, yeah, totally funny. It's it's uh, Larry David, Evan Rachel Wood, um, and the guy who's playing Superman, Henry, uh, uh, Henry Cavill. Oh. oh, yeah, right, okay. And uh, Patricia Clarkson and, uh, you know, Another. Just uh, various sundry other actors. Indeed. So, uh, you know, it's totally, actually quite hilarious. So yeah. I recommend it. If, even if you're like, I don't like Woody Allen, watch the movie. It's pretty funny. You know, I'm not, I'm really not the biggest Woody Allen fan. Yeah. But, you know, hey, a funny movie is a funny movie. Yeah. You know, so It's good more enough. crass than he is, which is, which really? is why I kind of link it to Deconstructing Harry. Well, well, Deconstructing Harry, I just remember that scene with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't remember that, that Woody Allen had been, because Woody Allen can be very crass. Like, there's that scene in the, what was, ah, what was the movie, where he's in the courtroom, and he turns around and he goes, and in conclusion, you can all go fuck yourselves. Yeah. Uh, what I can't remember what movie that was. Maybe take but, the money and run or something. Something, but yeah, it's like he can be kind of crass sometimes. But in that scene with Julie Dreyfus, where he's banging her upstairs when they're having like a party or something, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, okay, <laughs> go for it." Yeah, hey, hey. hey, there's a reason they call you Woody. Oh, hey, hey, I'm taking cheap shots now. Indeed. All right. Um. But it, you'll and you'll know if you watch it. I was all I could think about during the movie was like, I wonder what Sun Yi thinks about this movie, because it's a, it's the story of like a you know sixty five year old Larry David falling in love and marrying Evan Rachel Wood, who's like yeah. nineteen. Oh. So I I kind of like I wonder what Sun Yi thinks about. This. She doesn't care, you know. I, she doesn't care. I, no, no, no. I'm saying. I mean, I understand your point, but I would I. I would want. I would be interested to sit down and talk to her at some point, just because it's like, yeah. how can you just not care about any of this? Yeah. Because okay, you went through this giant media bullshit firestorm. Then he's making movies about what happened, and yeah, it's yeah. like it's fictionalized, I mean, of course. But it's, it's always. I mean, it, she must be the most forgiving Allen, and forgetting person ever. <laughs> Woody Allen is one of those guys where. Every main character in every one of his movies, whether he's playing him or not, is Woody Allen. Sure. And, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, I know. Well, and then his the new one that came out, um, Night in Paris or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. And he's Woody Allen in that movie. And it's so weird to me to watch. I didn't see the movie, but I saw the trailers. And I actually saw him more than once. Uh, you're going, he's playing Woody Allen. Yeah. Like, some people do it badly, like uh, Celebrity with Kenneth Branagh. Ken, I, was like, I was just going like, to say oh, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. Stop with the Woody impression. I was just going to say that. That's <laughs> funny. All right. Um, but yeah, so whatever works, it works. Cool. Um, you want to have a cigarette? Yeah, let's do the smoke break. This is kind of late for a smoke break, right, but whatever. Right, right. You know, I don't know why we still even announce the smoke break. Nobody would ever know. But whatever, it's a tradition. It's a smoke break for you too. Exactly. You can say... <sighs> exhale and go, I can't believe how hard my heart is pumping right now with all the excitement of the podcast. These guys are getting me off right now. <laughs> we'll be back. Hello, my friend. 
<laughs> Stay thirsty. <laughs> um, it's like my favorite ad campaign ever. You ever did? Did you uh, sign up for him on Facebook? I did. Yeah, they, I get his weird posts like, what? like the day isn't complete until he kills a shark. And yeah, like, I know. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> all right. You know. And you know, it's funny. I get those sometimes from various uh, corporation companies, ad campaigns, whatever. Um, and I got the one from Dark Horizons, and you can the Dark Horizons website is very journalistic and very uh, you know whatever. But the, the Facebook ones, it's just the guy going, ah, this looks stupid or something. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, it's such a departure. And you know, they all these corporations have just like one guy. Yeah. They're like, you're in charge of our Facebook updates. And it's like, ah, shit. You know, because <laughs> everybody's going to see it. Well, I think Dark Horizons, as far as I know, just remains the one Aussie guy. I think it is just the one guy, which you got to give it to him. He does a pretty good job. Yeah. That's I mean, my it, movie news website, really. It's, it's a lot better than Ain't It Cool. I, oh, I got God. sick of that. I can't, even, I can't even read Ain't It Cool news anymore. Anyway. Anyway. So, by the way, we're back from the smoke break. We're <laughs> continuing. As you can probably tell. Yeah. So, what we're going to do is I'm going to go into my uh, sort of mini, mini theme, which is... Uh, really shit movies? Well, it's a very... <laughs> it's, it's true. <laughs> it feels very abused with itself. Oh. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you are. Um, no, it's a subset of the really shitty movies. It's a very specific subset of shitty movies uh, that were made from comic books that actually have somewhat non-shitty comic book movies made from them. Follow, follow, yeah, later. <laughs> follow me here. Okay, so... Uh, the first two I'm going to do, and I'm going to end it with a bang with uh, the movie that I will now consider the worst movie ever made. Okay. Um, so, you know, stay tuned for that. But uh, Captain America and the Fantastic Four. Now, everybody knows that Captain America came out this weekend and stars Mr. Hunky Chris Evans, whatever. Indeed. Um which I really would like to see, and I haven't seen yet. Whatever. But they, a lot of people, I don't think, know that there was actually a version of Captain America made back in 1990? 90, I think, yeah. Yeah. Starring the son of J.D. Salinger. All right. Which is odd to start with. Indeed. But uh, it also has in its cast of luminaries... Uh, Ronnie Cox. I love Ronnie Cox. He's the best. He was bestest. the best. The bestest. The most bestest. Indeed. Uh, but he was, um, if you don't remember, he was the guy from RoboCop in about 70,000 other movies. Well, RoboCop and uh, Total Recall being the most. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, he always plays the bad guy. In, usually, yes. usually. Or the uh, chief, right, in Beverly Hills Cop, isn't he? Is yeah, yeah. Right? He was he was the uh, the yeah he was the chief in Beverly Hills Cop, and so anyway, uh, it has him it has uh, Ned Beatty, <laughs> big rotund, squeal like a pig for Captain America. Yeah oh, <laughs> put up your shield, Ned. Oh oh, oh. okay, <laughs> don't aim for the star. <laughs> okay, <laughs> stop it. I was talking me, not you. Um, but so anyway, uh, it was made 
by this guy who was a – it's something – his last name is spelled P-Y-U-N. Yeah. Edgar? Edward? Uh, Edward, I think. He did a bunch of shitty Van Damme pictures. Sure, yeah. So he's like a Filipino guy or something. Okay, cat, You're screwing up our levels here. Um, <laughs> it's like, I don't care. <laughs> I know. Uh, so anyway, it was made and uh, then subsequently buried, more or less. Yeah. I think, and I read up on it a little bit, and I think it only actually theatrically came out in the UK. Really? Yeah, it never was released theatrically. In Haunted America US. goes to the UK. I know, right? It's weird. Um, but uh, maybe they love Ronnie Cox movies. Uh, well, who doesn't, right? <laughs> I think it was more the Ned Beatty factor. Indeed. But um, so, <laughs> in this incarnation of Captain America, he's uh, he's a uh, soldier, or no, a guy. He's not a soldier. He's a guy they recruit who actually has polio. Okay. Or had polio. Uh-huh. So his legs screwed up. As opposed to Chris Evans' version where he's just this wimpy little kid. Oh. Oh. Anyway. He, um, they do the whole super uh, serum or super soldier thing on him. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, you know, he becomes Captain America. And uh, he, it's weird though because in the comic books... It was Captain America versus the Axes, the Nazis, blah, blah, blah. Right. But they changed the character of the Red Skull, uh-huh. who in the comic books was always German. Right. In this version, he's Italian for some hey, reason. Hey, come on. Hey, come on. I'm a Red Skull. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, but yeah, they changed it. And I'm not sure why they really changed it. I think maybe the reason they changed it is so they could go film in Italy later on. You know, so they could get run around in uh, Italy. But uh, he... he he gets Captain America goes on some mission which he completely really honestly fucks up really bad and mm-hmm. he has to protect the White House from a rocket okay. and so I'm he, with you I'm yeah, with you yeah so he he, defle- he deflects this rocket which he's actually riding on and he crashes <laughs> I know exactly a la you know red buttons red buttons <laughs> Know your film history, sir. <laughs> Red buttons. He's in the Poseidon adventure. <laughs> I was just seeing if I could like screw you up on that one, but you didn't screw up at all. <laughs> <clears throat> Red buttons. Anyway, so he rides this rocket. Yes. He deflects it away from the White House. Uh-huh. And it flies away, somehow gets all the way to Alaska. Ooh. And crashes in Alaska. Okay. So basically, it flies from Italy to Washington, D.C. Captain America deflects it. It flies all the way to Alaska, crashes in Alaska, and freezes him in the ice. Okay. With me so far? I'm <laughs> Okay. So a young Ronnie Cox character okay. is a kid outside the White House uh, and sees this happen. And the, he sees the rocket come yeah, over. Yeah, okay. okay. He takes a picture of it. He grows up to be the president of the United States. Right. So, they find Captain America frozen in the ice, and he more or less turns into this weird emo freakout guy because he thinks it's still 1943 or whatever. Uh-huh. And he doesn't even fight in the war to start with is the one thing that's weird. He, like, there's like one, two minutes of him in the actual war. Okay. And so... Uh, he 
he gets thought out, and Ned Beatty is a reporter that goes to get him, and machinations ensue, and ends up that the president gets kidnapped by the Red Skull, and they have this big fight in Italy, and it's basically bad. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's a long way of saying it didn't. It was not very good. But the thing that was interesting to me about it was the editing in this movie is literally headache-inducing. Edit. Okay. It's, and you know, you know, mostly you don't really notice the editing so much right. when you're watching a movie. Because, Unless it gets annoying, yeah. Right. Because you don't really notice it unless it's really, really bad. Right. The cuts are chunky or whatever. Well, in this movie, um, all the scenes, like, end too soon. Like, half a second too soon. Like, somebody will be, like, right at the last end of their sentence, and it just stops. And no, there's <laughs> the next scene. Or uh, they edited together all these action sequence uh, chunks of it. That you go, wait a minute, where, what? Like, where'd that come from? Where are they? How did he get there? Like, <laughs> really, it's like we are watching it, like, it's confusing. You're like, what the hell? Who's that guy? Like, where did he come from? Why are they now in a different spot? Like, what? You know? It's really weird. Um, and I can see why they you didn't. You can see the director in the back. Just, just go with it. Just, just go with it. Well, it's almost like, it's, it, it's almost like... The director called cut too soon, yeah. like at the end of every scene. Uh-huh. So they didn't have any extra at the end, so they could just edit where they needed to. They're like, "Oh shit, we got nothing left." There's, yeah. like, you know, the, the one thing I noticed that really was, I mean, well, not the one thing. One thing. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, the writing was actually, the writing actually wasn't too bad. Uh-huh. And keep in mind, this is all relative. It's a bad movie. Okay. It's an awful movie. But the the writing wasn't too bad. The uh the acting eh, was okay. You had the and you know, we keep going back to Ronnie or uh Ned Beatty. Yes. And uh, you know, but those guys are actually actors, you know, they kind of seem like they knew what they were doing and whatever. Right. But um the rest of the actors in the movie, you could tell, weren't, I mean, they were not on the level of Ned Beatty. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a very poorly put together movie. Okay. Uh, just in general, I mean, you watch it and you go, what's going on? Like, why are, where'd that come from? Like, I mean, you understood what was, kind of like, what was happening. You're like, where'd that guy come from? Why is this guy falling over? Like, you never saw what was going on. Right. And it was that real weird <clears throat> early 90s that for some reason seemed to be in, fa- in in style, which was the sort of semi-fisheye lenses. Right. Like in Highlander is a good example. Uh, <clears throat> and a lot of shots from the floor, you know. Right. And I don't know why that style was... It's just annoying to me, but... <clears throat> <laughs> Captain America... Buried for good reason, but but they are re they're issuing a like anniversary edition DVD of it very soon. Like I think probably to capitalize on the Almost new like, Captain yeah, America. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's going to be available on DVD. All um, right, for all Finally. you people. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> anyway, so and your your other one is even worse. Like oh. they they literally tried to bury this. One. Oh yeah. The Fantastic Four, uh, which was not the one with the Alba. Yes. Um, 
and the commish. <laughs> yeah. And the Captain America. <laughs> And okay. the other guy. Yes. Um, the the, other guy. That guy, you know, what's his name? Like Ian Grufund? Ian Grufund. Ian. Good on you. So anyway, not that one. Okay. Um, but the... The, <laughs> the guy from Nipta. Exactly. Um, the one that was produced in, I believe it was 94. Uh-huh. That Roger Corman produced it and... Um, it was basically, there wasn't even somebody as uh, recognizable as Ned Beatty. Oh. Nobody was in it. I mean, really. It was just, like, nobody. Uh-huh. And um, it was, the, the story behind it was, is that it was so bad mm-hmm. that even Roger Corman would not release it. <laughs> That's saying something. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was made, and you can actually go on YouTube and watch it, uh, but it was, it just awful and I will say this the two movies that we're talking about with the Fantastic Four and the you know and the Captain America they're they're bad in their own ways <laughs> the writing in Captain America was a little better I will say that the acting in Captain America was a little better a little more legitimate a little bit a little bit yeah um, and actually J.D. Salinger son, some, I can't remember his name like I don't know Something Salinger. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Yes. Um, he was actually, he, w- he wasn't an actor. I mean, you could tell he really wasn't an actor. He looked sort of all-American and sort of semi-hunky and whatever. But you could tell he wasn't really an actor. Right. Um, but, again, to reiterate, to reiterate the, the directing was questionable and the editing was awful. Right. So, Fantastic Four. Um, directing... A little bit better. Uh, editing, definitely better. Uh-huh. Acting, insanely worse. <laughs> okay. I mean, oh, oh my God, worse. Uh, written, writing, definitely worse. Okay. Uh, just, it's special effects. Um, this is where you do the, uh, when you're talking about special effects, when you do the air quotes around special. Yes. Special effects. Okay. Um, awful. Okay. <laughs> Just, oh my God. And the thing that was funny about t- about it too is that, you know, even in the Fantastic Four, <clears throat> the newer one, which I will say, you know, they had a lot of money for special effects and they had, a, you know, it was a fairly uh, big production and all that. It was not very good, but it right. was, you know, they put some money into it. I remember noticing that that, ne- that movie never came out because... You know, for some reason, whatever I would, I would watch like New World productions and yeah, around that time period. And uh, I had seen trailers for yeah. it on video, on other videos. Yeah. So I knew it existed, yeah. but I knew it never came out. Right. Same thing with Captain America for me because I had seen on some trailer or on some VHS tape uh-huh. a trailer for Captain America. Right. And I was like, well. The, you know, I mean, it's not like I thought about it. Like, when is it coming out? You know, but like I realized later on, I was like, that never came out. Like exactly. ever. Yeah. Um, but so I think one of the companies on one of these movies was New Horizon. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, just like, uh, might as well be AKA some guy produces, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, in Fantastic Four, um, the... It was almost harder to watch Fantastic Four, even though the the 
write or not uh, the directing and editing and stuff was better. It was a it was a more competently constructed movie in the technical sense. Right. But it was just the the dialogue and the acting and just was just so bad. Oh god. <laughs> and in like the first probably ten or fifteen minutes of the movie. <laughs> I loved it when they did this. They go <clears throat> and this was my point I was gonna make before is that in the new Fantastic Four movie, uh, they they actually have this setup of, um, you know, there's these characters, they're going to go into space to study this and that and whatever, and the thing blows up, or the, you know, this cosmic cloud comes yes. through, and blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. Well, in the, in the 94 version, basically what it is, it follows more or less the same storyline to start with uh-huh. uh, of... Um, <clears throat> the the scientist wants to study this energy cloud that they never explain. They just call it the Colossus. Right. They spend about ten seconds with the exposition news. You know how they do that in movies. Yeah. This is great. Uh huh. Um, the Colossus is coming to Earth, and it'll be very bright on the day of you know August thirty first or whatever. And the and then the, the scientists are like, we gotta study this. And they never really say what it is. They're just like, it's energy from space. Shut up. You know, they're basically <laughs> yeah. telling the viewer, uh-huh. you know, space energy. Get over it. Buy it or don't. Exactly. So they don't go to they don't go up in a space shuttle or anything like that. They go to this observatory. And they're they're trying to study it for something. Like they're like, our experiments will benefit. You're like, what experiments? <laughs> our experiments. Shut up. We're doing them. (laughs) Exactly. You know, with science. Don't you see this beaker? It's science. You don't need to know the details. (laughs) So they all get zapped and it's really super cheesy and blah, blah, blah. Okay. And uh, it's weird to me that they decided to go in the direction of saying, well, you know, you don't really need to understand why, why they got this way or how they got this way. Just accept that they are. Exactly. And I'm like, well, isn't that sort of the origin story of, story of any superhero? It's like, here's why and how they got this way. Yeah. But in this movie, they're like, oh, fuck that. Yeah. Just accept that that's the way they are. Uh-huh. And also, the best part about it was, is that they had, they had said that they were planning on flying a spaceship up into space for something. And um, the Mr. Fantastic, the leader guy, recruits the guy who ultimately becomes the thing to be his pilot. But instead of having the other two being like scientists and or what was the like a daredevil or something, the, the, the Johnny Flame or Johnny Pilot, I think. Something, yeah. yeah. They're just these kids that he knew. He's just like, want to come to space, kids? And they're like, yay! They literally lived with their mom and did nothing. Blink. literally they walked into this house and they're just like I remember you kids from 10 years ago when I knew you somehow for no reason would you like to go in in a spaceship and they're like wee I didn't get that at all like (laughs) what are you asking for logic no I'm not but I'm just like this doesn't even make a modicum of sense so anyway Okay. Whatever. I've gone on probably a little too long about this. Probably. It's like 20 minutes. You're giving me the evil eye about, okay, let's go. <laughs> We're over an hour. Shut up. 
So, okay, we're done with that. That, I will say, I didn't actually get all the way through it, so I can't give you a thorough review of it. But I will say that out of the two, the least watchable was the Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. So, okay. you know. Anyway, that's my review of Fantastic Four. <laughs> um, the last I'm going to do is, again, like I teased earlier, what I think may be the literally worst movie ever made. Goodness. And, you know, people say, oh, Plan 9 from Outer Space and whatever. Nope. Nope. Man knows the hands of fate. Hands. The hands of fate. Mm-hmm. No. No. It is an opus entitled Birdemic. Shock and Terror is the subtitle. Birdemic. Birdemic. As in epidemic of birds. Yes, sir. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> I demand it. Uh, I will give it my best shot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, there is a software salesman who meets a supposedly the cover model for Victoria's Secret, who is not really very attractive, for one. Okay. And for another, basically has about as much money as somebody who works at, say, The Gap. Okay. So she's apparently supposed to be the uh, Victoria's Secret cover model. Okay. Okay. Now, they go out on a date. Mm-hmm. They uh, meet up with the guy, they, they meet up with the guy's friend. Okay. And his girlfriend. Uh-huh. Now, double keep in date. Mind, yeah, double date. Yeah, exactly. So, keep in mind though too, the software salesman guy supposedly just closed in the realm of the story, supposedly just closed a multi-million dollar sale where he got stock options worth something like a hundred million dollars. Okay. Okay. Following you, following you. So he takes her to something like Denny's. Okay. Classy guy. Indeed. Um, And then all of a sudden, the birds attack. It's the birdemic. It's not really explained why. Anything like that. Okay. So... Um, these, <laughs> I'm not going to do it justice, but these birds that attack are literally, literally one of the top two, and I don't even know what the other one is, worst CGI effects I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay. It so looks this, like somebody that, did them on a Commodore 64. Is this like a sci-fi movie? It's trying to be the birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Right. It's not a sci-fi movie. It's not like the aliens are making them. It's just like a... Well, sci-fi shows that no, it, kind of thing. Sure. But it's. I think it's supposed to be more of uh, like more of a horror movie okay. than a sci-fi movie. Uh-huh. Well, no. I mean sci-fi like the network. Oh. Well, you could see it being on sci-fi, but I, it, wasn't, it wasn't a sci-fi... Like a... It wasn't produced for sci-fi movie oh. or network. Yeah. It was an independently produced movie. Um, but you could see it being on sci-fi. Right. Okay. Uh, even sci-fi looks like fucking masterpiece theater compared <laughs> to this. No, I am not kidding. The acting in this movie, and I love this movie because the actors are <laughs> so bad that it's amazing. It's like amazing. Okay. Oh my God. So anyway. These four people pile into this minivan that they somehow either find or steal or something. 
And they're trying to go somewhere. They're trying to get away from the birds. They're trying to go up the coast of California somewhere. Uh-huh. I don't know where it is that they... I can't remember where it is they think they're going. But they make... Well, somewhere. It's somewhere. They're getting away. So they have these two little kids that they pick up from underneath this car where apparently the birds had dive-bombed the windows and killed their parents. The kids climbed under the car. Whatever. So, they have misadventures along the way. None hilarious, none whimsical, none entertaining. Okay. None competently directed, written, shot, (laughs) edited, uh, acted, or in any way good. Except for, if you like, the bad good factor, which I did. They go do things. They meet this crazy hippie guy out in the woods. They steal... Or no, they buy gas from somebody for a hundred dollars a gallon because everybody's trying to get gas to run away from the birds. Right. Uh, and then somehow, like the tide saves them and the birds fly away. Makes sense. No, it's it's just a big fat bucket of logic. Okay. Um, Mission Impossible. Great <laughs> logic. Great logic. Uh, but no, it's really weird. Like I, I can't even remember it, what they like what their explanation was of why the birds fly away. But there's this weird shot of the birds just flying away over the ocean, uh-huh. and they're like, "The birds have gone, but for how long?" Or some shit. I don't know. And they like they're shooting at the birds with the. Oh, Phil, you have you have no idea. I cannot do this justice. Literally, there there's this shot of the two uh, male. Guys, uh, from the foursome. Um, spider, we don't need your input. Thank you. Um, they're standing next to this minivan, shooting guns in the air at the birds. Okay? They're, li- they're obviously, very obviously, like plastic guns they got at Toys R Us. <laughs> okay? okay? Now, they're not actually going off. They're making the jerking motions with their hands. Right. So it looks like they're getting kicked back with the guns. And... Oh my God! This is blow. This is just thinking about it is making my mind bleed again. The birds are not flying back and forth over them, dive bombing them, anything like that. They are literally four CGI birds above them, with their wings flapping, moving up and down just a little bit, hovering, going just up and down just a little bit. Uh, they're not flying. They're sort of like anti gravity hovering. Maybe in the sh- in the composition of the shot, maybe a foot over their heads. Okay. And they're not hitting them, or they're not moving. They're just the, they're like space invaders. They're just going or, or, right. or, up and down. Uh-huh. It, ah, Phil, I gotta stop talking about this. It's, it's so bad. Well, suffice to say, it's bad. Um, how did you end up watching this movie? Because I keep track of. Riff tracks. Uh-huh. And they riffed it. Okay. And I swear that the only way that I would have been able to get through this movie without ending my own life oh. is because there was the riff tracks over it. Uh-huh. Now, I highly recommend this movie with the riff tracks. I highly recommend not watching this movie without the riff tracks because <laughs> I swear to God, this movie is like eyeball explodingly bad. I'm not kidding, Phil. You, I, really, I'm not kidding. You have to watch it. I'll, I think I can find the file. I'll freaking 
burn it on a disc for you or something. Okay. But it's 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 brain bendingly bad. Okay. So anyway, and it's by the way made by another Asian guy. Okay. Uh, like P- Mr. Pyong or Pyun yes. Pyun. Yeah. Um, made by this Asian guy who I looked him up, and he has made a couple of movies, but he's basically uh, apparently like a scam artist. Um, there's this entire website dedicated to saying how much of a ripoff artist this guy is by somebody who was in Birdemic, this woman. Really? Who um, basically didn't get paid for any of it, had to do all the makeup effects, such as they are, um, basically was told that she would be paid $100 for her acting part in it. Right. Was never paid. He asked her to do all the makeup effects did all this stuff. She liked something like she drove the actors around or something. But there's this whole website dedicated to how big of a scam artist this director guy is. Uh. And so, yeah. I'm like, wow. This is the uh, apex. Or this is like the perfect storm of weird bullshit, you know? <laughs> how funny. So, yeah. Anyway, I highly recommend watching it with the riff tracks if you have the time. But if not, do not come anywhere near this. Otherwise, <laughs> your hair may fall out and your teeth are going to rot or something. I don't know. Fair enough. That's yes. a warning to exactly. all you people. In Did, we're doing this as a public service. Podcast land. We're doing this as a public service. It's like one of those MEC things. The star's going to go across the thing and it's going... The, the more, more you, you know. know about bad movies. Exactly. And if you don't know anything about bad movies, if you've listened, listened to all these podcasts, you're not listening. Indeed. <laughs> Okay, man. Well, is that about it or what? Are we going to wrap this up? I think so. Okay. Well, as always, and none of you ever do, but as always, email us at (laughs) canyoufbi at gmail.com. Look up our uh, Facebook account. Um, You know, give us some helpful feedback there, which, you know, I don't know how much it'll actually be paid attention to, but we want it. Yes. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. I'm not sure that picked up, but all right. Phil, take us out. Can you fucking believe it?